0: Justin Five Star here reminding you that nobody talks wrestling on the radio like we do during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Sports 56. Don't believe me? Ask wrestling legend Jim Cornette. You know, I appreciate the job you guys do as well here on Cerrito Live and keeping Memphis wrestling. At Memphis, I think it's it's been proven time and time again, and especially with the, the level of interest and respect that it still has today amongst fans all over the world. Memphis was the capital of professional Wrestling, I was proud to be a part of.
1: It. Attention, all grandmas,
2: grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo: it's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Room and every Sunday Funday at Laughlin Yard.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Making their way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of Rhythm and Bruise. Please welcome Kevin Cerrito and his tag team partner, Dustin Five Star.
1: It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. Welcome to the Street Live Wrestling Hour here on Sports Entertainment 56 and 87.7. FM. I'm your host, the wrestling writer for the Memphis Flyer, Kevin Cerrito. Dustin, five stars out at the beach this week. But uh, the show must go on. He did the uh, sub last week with Maria. I appreciate that, both of them filling in uh, for me on last week's show. They had Dave Brown, the weather clown, on. So if you want to go back and listen to that podcast, you can uh, go to CerritoLive.com or subscribe wherever you get your podcast and go listen to all of our podcasts. Uh, uh, For past interviews, oh, man, we've had so many WWE Hall of Famers on recently and WWE superstars, including Samoa Joe, uh, very recently as well. So coming up in this hour, we're going to be joined by Scott Bowden. He used to be the manager of Jerry the King Lawler here in Memphis. He hosts a podcast, Kentucky Fried Wrestling, and he also – May be hanging up on me later on today, or I may be hanging up on him. Who knows what is going to happen uh, a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to talk some stuff out over the air. Should be pretty interesting because he has some different views on our interview with Jerry Jarrett that we conducted last year. So it should be fun. It should be very interesting. Personal issues draw money, and uh, we'll see if that uh, is the case here as we get into uh, the show Uh, At eleven thirty, the stuff CJ stuff blends work shoot. I don't know what's happening. I really don't know what's going to happen with our interview uh, with with Scott Bowden. I invited him on the show after he called us idiots. Uh, We think he called us idiots. We'll clarify that with him uh, later on in this hour. Uh, But filling in for Dustin this week, we're going to have Derek King. But first, I got to tell y'all about the wrestling trivia night the other night. So it was wrestling. Uh, trivia we have these uh around every major wwe pay-per-view of course money in the bank just happened this one was called house money in the bank the winner got a briefcase full of house cash to the memphis made tap room uh so we were there hanging out in cooper young at memphis made the other night and it and it had the it was the biggest pop in the history of not only wrestling trivia but in trivia in general the crowd was bananas in all in on one of the Superstars, one of the trivia superstars that was competing. Uh, the other night. Now, these events are always fun. We have them all the time. You can go to Cerritotrivia.com. We've got, of course, I'm hosting trivia Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays every week. Uh, so is CJ um, as well. And we're at different locations, and the wrestling ones happen a couple times a year. So they're always free to come. And a bunch of wrestling fans in the house. This one was themed to Money in the Bank. They're always kind of set up to the format of the WWE pay per view. So we had gauntlet qualifying matches throughout the night where if you won a gauntlet match, uh gauntlet trivia match of course answering wrestling trivia questions you would qualify for the house money in the bank match where the briefcase was suspended high above the tap room there in Cooper Young. And uh so we had five qualifying matches and you would draw your random entry. So it was a six-person gauntlet match. CJ you're aware how gauntlet matches work? I am not. Alright so gauntlet match uh it starts with two people and then once you eliminate once one of the one of the two competitors Eliminates another one by pinfall submission or DQ or whatever, then somebody else would come out and then you keep it. It's kind of like the Royal Rumble, but it's just one on one competition. With it. However, gauntlet matches can have a variety of different competitors in it. And since WWE has been all about gauntlet matches this year, there's been so many gauntlet matches. Seth Rollins becoming the king of gauntlet matches. I thought this was the perfect way to do our qualifying matches for this trivia night. So the trivia night set up. Everybody's competing uh, as individuals against each other in these gauntlet matches. So we're getting, I think it's like the second or third gauntlet match the other night, had our previous winner, the guy who won the trivia night last year, House Money in the Bank 2017, he won last year's House money in the bank, and he's there, and he's dominating. He's won multiple trivia nights. This guy is a force. He's an unstoppable force. Also, though, he's there. He gets down to uh the sixth and final person in his gauntlet match. So he is defeating everybody. He's still there. Here comes the, his next opponent. His next opponent is it, a little kid, right? This is a little kid, that, and I know you love this, CJ and Dustin. Um, good thing he wasn't there the other night or he would hate it because he does not like Nicholas being involved at WrestleMania, but this is why Nicholas was involved at WrestleMania because these ideas do work. And in front of a live crowd, uh, they work even better than they would at home. So, so this kid is entered in this, uh, he comes out, his name is thunder Lucas. So thunder Lucas enters in and he's, he's maybe six years old, maybe five or six. I don't know. Not very old. So he's up against the guy, the unstoppable uh, force, really. This guy who's just on unbelievable streaks. You don't want to get in the ring with him. It's like Undertaker at WrestleMania. Uh, just, this is not something. You, have, you don't have a chance to win. Throw out the question. Question being, who did Daniel Bryan wrestle in the opening match at SmackDown Live two weeks ago in Memphis? Not that very hard of a question because we just had SmackDown Live here in Memphis a couple weeks ago. Who was Daniel Bryan's opponent? Mr. Money in the Bank 2017. Versus Thunder Lucas. Thunder Lucas correctly answers Shelton Benjamin. Mr. Money in the Bank 2017. Blank slate for his answer. Which means we had the biggest upset I have ever seen in the history of wrestling trivia the other night. uh, When a little kid beat maybe the smartest wrestling trivia competitor in the entire Mid-South, upset him, eliminated him, advanced to the Money in the Bank match. And so for the rest of the night, all there were were Thunder Lucas chants like this crowd went bananas. They went bananas before Thunder Lucas even got the answer right. But I have never seen a pop bigger than the one for Thunder Lucas. And uh, you could go to my Twitter Uh, Profile at Cerrito. You can see some of the videos, and they were living up on the Instagram page at Cerrito trivia. But Thunder Lucas is so over. He won the crowd throughout the entire night chanting Thunder Lucas. Uh, They're chanting yes uh, for moments when Thunder Lucas uh, is doing well. Uh, Just nonstop. It was Thunder Lucas mania, really, uh, the other night. He's so over. More over than, than, than Roman Reigns. I'm mean, like, you're looking at WWE and like, why is Roman Reigns continuing to get pushed? Why are they push Roman Reigns? What, what is going on? His, his, he's not over. Like Roman Reigns, like the reaction he's getting, you need to find a superstar like Thunder Lucas was a wrestling trivia the other night who is getting that crowd reaction and he got that crowd reaction. And it was our own little version of the Nicholas moment, uh, the other night. But I have to give a shout out to, Thunder Lucas, he ended up, at the end of the night, we vote for best wrestler name, and I tried to start listing out all the different wrestler names, which were fantastic, by the way. Unbelievable list of wrestling names from folks. I couldn't name but one of them before the crowd just started chanting Thunder Lucas, Thunder Lucas. So Thunder Lucas uh, walked away with a six-pack of beer that I guess he's going to have to keep in the fridge For about another 12 years before, not 12, more like 15 years before, 15 more years before he can actually uh, drink his prize. But big shout out to Thunder Lucas. Our next wrestling trivia night is coming up. It's going to be Trivia Slam. It's going to be on August the 8th. That is a Wednesday before uh, SummerSlam, a couple weeks before SummerSlam. Wednesday the 8th at Laughlin Yard. So go ahead and mark your calendar if you want to come out for our next wrestling trivia night. Wednesday, August 8th, Laughlin Yard, 7 p.m. Bell Time. The wrestling trivia slam. Free to play as always. All ages welcome. Never know what's going to happen. And uh yeah, even if you don't like wrestling, you don't think you can win the trivia, well hey, Thunder Lucas, I don't know if Thunder Lucas thought he was going to win, but he. Almost did the other night. So it is, uh, even if you don't think you can win, you can come out and just watch, eat, drink, cheer on Thunder Lucas and other folks. We're going to return to the team format for this upcoming trivia night. Uh, and we'll have the RSVP information and all that up on social media on Friday. So the day that NBA free agents can start signing with other teams on July 6th, we'll be taking RSVPs uh, here for our next wrestling trivia nights, the wrestling trivia slam eight. Uh, seven p.m. bell time this time. Seven p.m. bell time as we go back to Laughlin Yard for the biggest trivia event of the summer, and i uh, will of course give you more details as that uh, comes on. But thanks again to everybody who came out there. That crowd, uh, the crowd was amazing, and the 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 reaction uh, for Thunder Lucas it was that uh, you had to be there moment, and I I thought I have seen um. I just you'd seen everything that could happen at one of these wrestling nights and in and these trivia nights that we put on, but this came out of nowhere, unbelievable, cool surprise, and an awesome moment for Thunder Lucas and his family and for everybody who was there. You will remember if you were there, Thunder Lucas, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable time there at the Memphis May Tap Room. But filling in for Dustin Five Star this week, his name is Derek By God King, and he joins me now, DK.
0: Deb, yes, what's going on, man?
1: What's up? Thanks for joining me this morning.
0: Oh, no problem, no problem. I'm actually right now on the side of the road because I'm driving to, I'm driving to Memphis because I didn't want to break up and uh, lose you in the middle of the conversation.
1: Well, I appreciate that. That is uh, yeah. very kind of you. Um, because I wanted to talk to you today. here. Before we, we're going to talk about the biggest story in the history of our sport here in a second. But I do uh, want to talk to you about this wrestling night at the Redbirds. Because this is our this is the uh, last show that we'll do before the Redbirds event. This is happening on Friday, July 6th. Of course, you have a history of participating in these um, Memphis sports-themed wrestling nights from the Grizzlies. That's You're cool. a former Grizzlyweight champion. That I am? Shortest reigning? To be retired, by the
0: way, to be retired, I've done a lot.
1: Yeah, you've done a lot of stuff since your retirement.
0: Uh, <laughs> I should have retired 20 years ago.
1: <laughs> Lord, that's yeah, you, ever since your retirement, you've been doing great. All right, so, right. so uh, Derek King uh, is joining us here. Uh, so uh, this coming Friday, so I'm gonna go through this because I know you don't know as much about it. You know, what do you know about Wrestling Night coming up at AutoZone Park? You know, it's this Friday at AutoZone Park. What else can you tell us?
0: And and I know I'm booked. Uh, other than that, no, I know I know that uh, we'll be we signing autographs. I do know that there's no wait. The ring will be actually set up in the plaza area. So I do know that much that the ring will be set up, and there is no wait. Just you know, as soon as you walk in, there'll be a match before the show, and the I mean, for the uh, the game, and then the match after the game. And understand. Uh, I think Kevin thorne has been talking about uh, showing up and doing something crazy there. So it's going to be wild and crazy. I do know that much. That much I do know.
1: Okay, so that is good because that's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask because I was. I have been. It's been a while since the Redbirds have done a wrestling night. Did you? Have you been a part of one at AutoZone Park before?
0: I have. I've actually been in. We've actually had the ring on the field. Uh, actually, when I wrestled there, so it was after the. It was after actually after the game. So.
1: Right. So and that was frustrating to do because there's no way around it. AutoZone Park and the Redbirds, if they're gonna have a wrestling night, they're gonna have to have it where it's hot outside <laughs> because we're in right. Memphis and it's baseball season. So there's no way around that. I had been before, I think Buff Bagwell was on the card, probably wrestling lawler. Right. And had to wait around forty to forty five, maybe fifty minutes. It was a long time. It sure felt like a long time when you're sitting in the Memphis heat after being there for an entire baseball game waiting for them to set up exactly. the ring. So that's not going to be the case this time. The ring's going to be set up uh somewhere else, whether it's in the plaza. I'm assuming yeah, probably. from
0: what from from what I understand is where the plaza uh, and the plaza area. So like I'm sure like when you right when you walk in, that's probably where the ring will be set up at.
1: And all right, so that'll be good. Let's look at this. So there's an autograph signing on the concourse with Jerry the King Lawler, the Birdman Coco Beware, Superstar Bill Dundee, Mr. Personalities, Derek King. So, what gimmick are you doing? Just Mr. Personalities or are you by God? Which one is it? I think I'll be by
0: God, but (laughs) I think I'll be by God Um, on Friday.
1: Mr. Personalities, Mr. Retirement, Derek King. (laughs) And then, of course, Dave Brown, the Weather Clown, will also be signing autographs. I'm
0: sure Dave's going to get How about you calling him the Weather
1: Clown. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> pre-game and post-game You don't wrestling. want another Dave Brown. So according to the Memphis Redbirds website, there's going to be pre-game and post-game wrestling matches. Where are you on this card? Mis- so uh, we can only guess that the king is in in the main event. I think it leaked out this week that Mordecai is going to be there for... I Right.
0: I I, I have no idea. what he, He's been uh, complaining all over social media about... Showing up in Memphis, I do know that much. But I know, I think I'm doing the pregame game uh, match, I think. Uh, the way I can get in now, I'll probably have to do a double shot. You know you know how that works. So, uh, who, who knows what I'm doing? Well, I'm sure, but I'm sure the pre- and I'm sure the post-game, it will be pre
1: uh, You are scheduled for the pre, pre-game matchup. I mean, is there a chance you're going to be getting in the ring with Coco Beware or uh, Bill Superstar Dundee? Dundee's got to be retired now, right?
0: You definitely retire.
1: I mean, no. How I can't ask you if he's retired or not. You're the last person who's an expert on that. I mean, you know how you know how to retire, but to honor your retirement. I don't know about that, but anyway, I, so, I would not. I would not put. I would not put. Uh, I, the last time I saw Bill Dundee wrestle. I don't know. Anyway, we'll we'll put set that aside here. I know Coco Beware can still get in the ring and we know Lawler can it uh even in his age. So King's probably gonna be main eventing. I'm guessing it's gonna be against uh Mordecai, a WrestleMania dream match there. Of course he's still wrestling under his name Kevin Thorne and not under Mordecai, uh which is unfortunate. But who knows, maybe he'll show up all white, uh everything and and uh
0: I, I doubt it, but who
1: knows. <laughs> I'm sure WWE would let him use that gimmick, don't you think?
0: Well, the, the, I mean, Kevin Thorne's a better gimmick than Mordecai, don't you think?
1: Um, no. Well,
0: better. <laughs> yeah,
1: better than Mordecai.
0: Mordecai. Well, Mordecai never really got off the ground. It never really. Did. I mean, it was. I mean, it was a cool concept against the Undertaker. then, well, what do you do after after that? It never got off the ground.
1: He he could have been a force. He could have been force. Would have been perfect. Perfect uh, uh, if the Dungeon of Doom was still around.
0: Oh, stop, stop while you're ahead. Stop while you're ahead. All right,
1: so there's going to be. They said there's going to be two dollar beers. Oh no, this is going to ruin your night here. How are you going to? Oh wait a minute! Did you
0: say two dollar beers?
1: <laughs> this is why. <laughs> this is why you're doing the pregame, I think.
0: Right, because by the postgame, there's
1: post-game, no way you can wrestle I won't at the end. To
0: make
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> it says two dollar beers in the plaza before the game, so I, you can watch wrestling and enjoy two dollar beers.
0: That'd be awesome
1: you got to get your match over with quickly.
0: <laughs> quickly. Super kick and let's go home.
1: <laughs> and then do the, do the stone cold and signal for somebody to start throwing you some $2 beers. Right. Uh, see, free stuff Friday with chances to win free stuff. A $60,000 jackpot in the big money dice roll. Not sure exactly what with, uh, with that is. So the first match, they have announced the bell time for the first match. It's 545 bell time for, for the first match. Uh, Gates open. Uh, it says gate. This doesn't make sense to me. Uh, this seems like a. All right. I did- Help me out here, Derek. If the first match is at 545 and the gates open at six, we got to watch the first match from outside the gates.
0: Well, I'm sure the gates open at 545 and the match is
1: probably at six. So that's probably it. There's a little little uh, scheduling snafu here on the uh, Redbirds website. Games at seven or to change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a Chick-fil-A f- uh, Friday family pack deal as well. If you go uh to the game so you can look for that ticket deal that's this friday so you're going to be there wrestling somebody you're going to wrestle
0: i'm going to wrestle i have no idea who but it doesn't matter they get super kick that's coming (laughs) so that's all that matters at the end of the day
1: all right i haven't uh talked to you since uh that big moment on beale street where mr belding was there watching the ufc president uh dana white help you win a wrestling match i've never i don't remember the last time i saw a wrestling match in with a one two three with multiple people on top of somebody like that i know it's happened before but that just didn't seem oh, fair yeah. uh what was that like being a part of dana white's pro wrestling debut got headlines across the it country was,
0: it was a, obviously it was a big deal it was a very big deal but I, I was honored to be a part of it it was great to be a part of it uh, you know not everybody gets to do that and um and thanks to Dana White for being in my corner. So that was that was often good too. So, so I mean, it was you know another bucket list kind of thing that you know you never know is going to happen. And You know that I was lucky to be able to be able to do in the rest of this because I've been lucky and I've gotten to do a lot of crazy things. And that was one of just, just another thing that going to let just a little bit extra stuff that adds on to my retired career that did. <laughs> that makes me happy.
1: I think it was a missed opportunity not having Mister Belting there as the special guest referee. No offense to Jerry Calhoun, legendary. Wrestler re- referee my re- referee I mean res- refereeing my favorite match of all time Andy Kaufman Jerry the King Law uh, or he
0: could have been the bell ringer because he could have saved the bell exactly was... he
1: should have been guest bell ringer you know how to book this
0: Saved <laughs> <laughs> by the bell special, <laughs> special
1: guest bell ringer he should have been there but Dennis Haskins a uh, friend of the show uh, was was there hanging out you have have you met him before.
0: Uh, that was the first time I actually met him, uh, and it was pretty cool because he had to show me how to uh, take a selfie because he goes, just push the button on the side. And I was like, oh, okay, I got you. But <laughs> so he was he was all up to date on how to take selfies. But it, uh, he was super nice and uh, super cool to hang out with for you know the mom the, and the time I was there. But, you know, that was a uh, – you never think about it because I watched Save Battle Bell when I was a kid, so there he was.
1: Mr. <laughs> Belding taught you how to do a selfie.
0: Right. right. I'm not a selfie guy. You would think Dustin Sari was talking about that a long time ago, but
1: yeah. He's a professional selfie taker. He is a selfie taker. He's probably taking one right now on the beach. Derek (laughs) King is joining us. You can follow Derek King at Derek King one on social media. Last thing before we get to the biggest story in the history of our sport, you were also at our SmackDown pre-party a couple weeks ago because you went to SmackDown Live, and you tweeted out a picture you were hanging out with Shelton Benjamin. It's not been on TV since that night. But what's going on? You, you got you guys uh, stay in touch. How how's that relationship?
0: We do stay in touch. I uh, I do. I, I like to thank him again for uh, get, had given me a couple tickets to go and uh, just to hang out. The idea was just that you know I really was going to go just to, just to see him and hang out for a little bit before we went back. We went back to uh, their hotel and hung out, and uh, some buddies of mine went and they got to meet you know some of the WWE superstars, which was cool for them and. I got to catch up with Shelton on some O O V W OVW stuff, which, by the way, I want to say and, and a bit of bad news, sad news, is uh, Matt Capitelli, which, was, by the way, I've worked with a couple times in uh, OVW. Sad to, to hear the, he, him losing this battle with Kensher. So that was a big deal that happened this weekend. So, uh, But back to Shelton, it was uh, good to see him and just to tie all that OVW stuff in together. But it was, uh, it was a pleasant night at SmackDown. I had a good time, and uh, we got to... Catch up on old times and talk about what could have, should have, would have.
1: What? Okay. What well, could have, should have, would have? right. Tell me. No. What's
0: gonna happen? What should have happened? happened I know what happened. you're talking.
1: I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So yeah. you're coming to Memphis? Pl- uh, tell people where you're going to be tonight, since you're on your way here. Before.
0: I am on my way to a M-E-W, uh show here uh, in. You know, honestly, I said McFarland School. I mean, McFarlane, uh Community Center. I'll be there at uh, I think it's two o'clock, and then tonight I'll be in Boonville at seven thirty. And then from Boomville, I'll be going back home to mow my yard tomorrow. So I'll be doing those two shows today and then go home to live, and, uh, live at home and be retired again. Now,
1: or you, or you retire after every show.
0: Right. And then I'll be back wrestling on Friday.
1: But the, um, all right, Derek King, uh, this this um, yard cutting match sounds interesting. I haven't seen something like this. Is the, the, my wife is, already won. <laughs> the, she's already won. I, <laughs> We'd eat her on a pole match. Okay. Uh, Every week, Derek. Every week, Derek, we we like to talk about the biggest story of the week. Often, the biggest story of the week is the biggest story in the history of our sport. So, let's see what's making uh, news this week in the world of professional wrestling.
0: In the history of our sport, <laughs> the biggest match in pro wrestling history, the two biggest superstars in our sport, in the biggest event this sport has ever seen, the biggest match in the history of our sport. It's the biggest
2: story in the history of our great sport. Oh, All,
1: right. Yeah. All right, Derek, the biggest story this week is the story that transcends the world of professional wrestling, and that is Glow. Glow back on Netflix. Glow season two dropped yesterday on Netflix. Have you binged it already?
0: I have not. I've uh, honestly, uh, I didn't watch. I didn't really watch Glow when Glow was on the first time, like when back in the day.
1: The I actual wrestling. Tina Fer,
0: I, right, I did watch Tina Ferrari, and then she was Nina Ferrari. I watched them both be two, two different names, and uh, which is Ivory. So I got to watch that. But other than that, uh, and I can just there's a few of I can remember. But I thought, man, this this wrestling, but. I've not watched Glow yet, but uh, I'm sure now that uh, you briefed me that I can binge watch it on Netflix. So I'll have to go back and watch season one.
1: Yeah, the crit- critically acclaimed show. I watched season one; it was great. There's, prof- there's different wrestlers in there, of course. Chavo Guerrero uh, Jr. out there training uh, most of the stars on on there with with other ones, and there's always wrestling cameos. So I can't wait. I've, I've avoided spoilers if anybody has watched it already. It's a big week for me. Big Brother. Big Brother started back this week, and the new season of Glow. Did so Big I, Brother start this week? Yeah, Big Brother started just a couple days ago, so you could easily catch up on that. But you got to, you know, I get started. It's on three days a week, and so with that and Glow, it's gonna it's gonna be a minute before. Hopefully, I, I can try to fit it in and, and binge it here. And I'm behind on my movies too. I still want to go see Jurassic World and Incredibles two, and so I've got lots of watching to do here uh over fourth of july week so i'm going to try to catch up on globe but season one's great Derek. i highly recommend it it's on netflix if you you know if you don't have a netflix account you know how to access netflix and you can and you can yeah. binge it and pretty quickly and then uh, catch up on on both seasons it's really it's a really good show it's a show that uh critically acclaimed people outside of the world of professional wrestling it's a good mainstream uh show for professional wrestling like to really make it uh, where people don't, you know, they, they make people look at wrestling in a different way. I think if they if they watch uh, Glow for sure, great performances, funny show. Season two out now. Uh, I'll be watching it soon and, and catching up on it here over Fourth of July. Derek, thank you uh, very much for joining us here on the program. Anything else? So people need to follow you on Twitter at Derek King One, right? And yes. And you got yeah, your matches tonight and then Friday night, AutoZone Park. You're in the opening match. So you got to get there early, by God, to see Derek King. Be there because
0: I'll be there. And then that $2 beer, don't forget
1: that. The $2, the $2 beer. I will, I will buy you a $2 beer this Friday, Derek. I'll be there waiting. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is Derek King. Well, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Scott Bowden, former manager of Jerry the King Lawler. Some interesting uh, Flex Kavanaugh news this week. Of course, The Rock wrestled in Memphis. Uh, got his start in Memphis, wrestled as Flex Kavanaugh, and now has a Flex Kavanaugh shirt available on his website. Scott Bowden was the guy feuding with The Rock during his Memphis run while he managed Jerry the King Lawler. So we're going to get some insight on The Rock's time uh, in Memphis and also try to sort through what has developed into a, a feud here between the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour and Kentucky Fried Wrestling it's a podcast, a Fried Wrestling Podcast. So Scott Bowden will join us on the other side. You're listening to the Street Alive Wrestling Hour here on Sports Entertainment 56 and 877 FM. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your
2: friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows,
0: movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes,
1: and dream specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia it is not just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis' most unique trivia experience to your next party. Work function, or special event.
0: Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday order.
1: We're effects may include with
0: win prizes, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, rock-picked scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM.
1: Welcome back. We are talking wrestling on the radio as we do each and every Saturday here in the 11 o'clock hour on Sports Entertainment 56 and 87.7 FM. This portion of the show is being brought to you by The Rec Room. Not only is Rec Room where I'm at every Tuesday night hosting trivia, not only Is it a great place to play current and classic video games on giant 20-foot screens when you rent out living room space? You can also watch all the WWE and UFC pay-per-view events on those giant 20-foot screens. And now you can watch real-life professional wrestling on the first and third Friday of every single month. The first and third Friday of every month, they've got wrestling at... The rec room. Five dollars gets you in the door. All ages are welcome uh, during the wrestling show. If you are under 21, uh you must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. So that is real live professional wrestling at the rec room twice a month on the first and third Friday. So the first Friday is approaching here, July 6th. They'll be wrestling at the rest uh at the rec room for five dollars get you in the door of course uh rec room located right off of sam cooper boulevard 3000 broad avenues their address 3000 broad avenue they're open seven days a week you can get more information at recroommemphis.com. Recroommemphis.com. don't miss real memphis wrestling at the rec room we're still going to put together we're going to do a cerrito live outing out there going to invite all the low budgets out uh, tonight, of watching some wrestling at the rec room. That's going to happen sometime this summer. So stay tuned uh, for that. But our guest uh, this week on the program, he's the former manager of Jerry the King Lawler. He's the host of the Kentucky Fried Wrestling podcast. He is Scott Bowden, and he joins us now. What's up, Scott? Good morning.
2: Hey, what's going on, Kevin?
1: Thanks for joining us here today, Scott. Um, all right. In a minute, I want to talk to you about Flex Cavana because you are really. If you're gonna make a list of Flex Cavana's top rivals in the history of Flex Cavana's career, it's Jerry Lawler and Scott Bowden. Really, that's it.
2: What? 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 Whatever happened to that kid? Uh, you
1: know, I don't know. Coach he lost Walt, that loser yeah, leaves town match.
2: Yeah, he hit the road. I I never heard. Never, I don't know. Seemed to drop off of the face of the earth.
1: He had to change his name and start <laughs> making the the same movie all the time with just uh, slight plot differences. Yes. <laughs> Love the Rock's movies. All right, uh, Scott Bowden joining us. All right, but first we gotta we gotta address this because I know listeners of the show want us to uh, address this uh, with you because you are, f- are good friends with Jerry Jarrett. He's a regular on your uh, podcast, right? Uh,
2: well, I, I wouldn't say we're, we're good friends. Uh, <laughs> I, I've admired the man's work for a number of years, and he gave me gave all of us, I think, who grew up with Memphis wrestling, uh, some very special memories. Uh, you know, every Saturday morning, it was a, it was a staple of my ch- childhood, especially growing up in a city like Memphis, which, you know, for years was a, it was a pro sports graveyard, you know, and mm-hmm. the, the running joke was that, you know, if you wanted a pro sports team to succeed, you had to have wrestling matches at halftime. And, and that was a testament, I think, to just how over uh, Jerry Lawler was, Bill Dundee was. But, you know, there would be no Jerry Lawler or Bill Dundee without Jerry Jarrett. Uh, you know, he was a very detail oriented booker. Um, you know, he has he's always been a methodical speaker on top of being a southerner. And yeah, he has slowed down a, a, a little bit. And sometimes he gets dates mixed up. But the knowledge is, is still there. And that's been very apparent to me and my conversations with him on my podcast.
1: All right. Yeah. With, yeah, without, they do have wrestling at halftime and before and after uh, (laughs) games all of the time. Now, I mean, there's, the Grizzlies, (laughs) yeah. I mean, the Grizzlies wrestling night is one of the biggest draws for the Memphis Grizzlies, an NBA team. So big of a draw that they're considering adding more wrestling nights during the year. Uh, because wrestling night is such a big draw and. And of course, this Friday we just got done talking about it with Derek King is wrestling night at the Redbirds, so um, they will have that at the uh, AAA. Uh, yeah, so so, so it's
2: actually come to pass, like like this. Like this. So so maybe if uh, the Southmen back in the World Football League, maybe if they had done this, uh, they you know maybe it would have taken off. Who knows? Right,
1: exactly. I mean, there's a, a very strong possibility because it does work. Well, <laughs> yeah. So Jerry Jarrett, legendary uh, former Memphis promoter, like an icon, a, a genius when it comes to professional wrestling, and uh, there's no question. Oh, out, oh wait, question whoa, whoa. So,
2: so, so, so you're you're aware of the man's accomplishments?
1: I am very aware of the of the oh, okay. accomplishments of of Jerry Jarrett.
2: Okay. That's uh, that's, because, that's, <laughs> that's interesting
1: because. Okay, because I think you didn't listen to our entire interview with Jerry Jarrett. So to backtrack and give a little bit of history. I I, listened
2: to enough of it. We
1: we had Jerry Jarrett on the show uh, last year for really two reasons. One, because we had been talking for an entire year on this program about uh, whether or not we were trying to prove right. We were trying to prove Jerry Jarrett correct. And it was our goal on the show because we it was what we knew as legend around these parts and in, in the wrestling world is that Jerry Jarrett would take over for Vince McMahon in the event that Vince McMahon went to jail during the steroid trials in the 1990s, that, that Jerry Jarrett was the apparent he was going to take over while Vince was in jail and run the company. That's what we always heard, and you heard that too, right, Scott?
2: Uh, I, I've heard of, of a version of it. Oh, I, you've I, heard a different I, version. <laughs> Well, slightly, and even Jarrett tells, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, not necessarily take it over, uh, and but yeah, definitely, he's the one he, who he trusted to keep an eye on it and run it like a business, and if he had some creative ideas, that was great, but he wasn't going to be, you know, stepping into Vince's, uh, you know, huge shoes and and you know, taking total command of the company. But he was going to run it like a business. He and, he, and Vince knew that he could trust Jarrett. Uh, you know, that he had been a friend of his father's. Uh, there, there was some kind of conversation. It, it, and again, this may be—it's been played up to almost like rosebud uh, <laughs> uh, status. You know, this con- this conversation with Vince Senior on his deathbed, uh, asking Jarrett, Jarrett, to look after his boy. Uh, I think there was, you know, it, there, there was a conversation had. About that, uh, and has a courtesy. Uh, Vince Senior told Jerry Jarrett about his son's plans. Although it was pretty apparent to most what exactly what he was doing as early as mid 1983, when he you know he started airing other promotions tapes on USA Network, and essentially what he was doing, he was exposing his fans to the stars he was about to cherry pick from Mid South Florida and some of these other promoters were were a little naive, you know. They were thinking, oh, well, this is great. I can give uh, Vince my tapes, and he's going to showcase my stars all over the nation. Well, that's because he wanted to uh, make it seamless. When these guys t- suddenly started appearing exclusively on WWF programming and invading other people's territories, breaking that tacit understanding. That has uh, existed in the wrestling business for years up until that point.
1: All right. So, so, but, but we, but we agree on this part. In this part of history, it seemed like no, no, maybe Jared Jarrett would have been Jerry Jarrett would have been more like the substitute teacher. It's not like he was going to take over WWE and own WWF at the time. It wasn't like that was going to happen. But he was going to be running the company. And from what it sounds like to you, he would kind of be. Uh, that maybe Vince was still going to be running creative and everything just from prison, kind of like Jeffrey Tambor <laughs> on Arrested Development. I mean, is that what it was going to be like Jeffrey Tambor on Arrested uh, Development?
2: Yeah, probably, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Brian last night, were joking that, you know, we were, we were kind of doing an exaggerated uh, version of, uh, the talk between Vince senior and Jared, like, you know, uh, but you know, bake him a cake, put a file in it, you know, break him out of jail. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, no, I, I think, uh you know, Jared has gone over like a lot of what he did, and a lot of it's not actually very glamorous or exciting. He just went in and started cutting the budget, you know, and look, and looking at things like just common sense stuff. And they, I think, they needed that outside eye to to do that. And uh, and then Jared got into some creative. And if you don't think that he had influence over creative, then you weren't watching very closely. Because, uh, and I'm not speaking to you. I'm I'm <laughs> speaking to anyone who has disputed this. Um, And from what I understand, this 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 animosity with brother love uh, goes back decades, you know, and uh, and and the thing that that bothers me about it is Jarrett was not even aware of it. I never brought it up to him because I assumed that somebody had told him and I certainly wasn't going to waste his time when I had him on my first podcast, you know, because I was more interested in hearing how, you know, the details on. Everything he did to get Jerry Lawler over in that first program back in nineteen seventy four that's what I wanted to okay. know about
1: well let's 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 back backtrack a little bit so Uh, to set the stage for our interview with Jerry Jarrett. So we're, we're like doing our own little something to wrestle with on, on this one interview here. But for the interview with Jerry Jarrett, we, we wanted to talk to him about that because we had had on for, for a year, we had on Jim Cornette, asked him if that story was true about Jerry Jarrett running Vince, uh, Vince's company. We had Dave Meltzer on, asked Dave Meltzer if that was true. And we're getting confirmation from everyone. Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett, Jerry's son. They're all coming on the show and they're all confirming that, yes, it is true that Jerry Jarrett was going to take the keys if Vince McMahon went to jail. That's what they understood as fact. So we were kind of doing that storyline. We wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth. But at the same time, there was no disputing that Jerry Jarrett, uh, his name, while so famous here in, in the Mid-South and in the Memphis Territory, really – uh he's become got this new second level of of internet fame based off of Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson's podcast something to wrestle with where they reference Jerry Jarrett a lot and the whole reason we went on an entire year of interviewing people and asking that question was because we heard on that podcast th- Bruce Pritchard saying what we had always thought was true was not true and we pretty much proved i think without without reasonable doubt uh that that the uh, facts are the facts, and that Jerry Jarrett would take over, but your issue your issue with our interview came to the fact that we asked him about uh, asked him if he was aware of his Bruce Pritchard fame and about the uh, chicken salad uh, recipe that is referenced uh, many times well, on that podcast is that that 's where that 's where the <clears throat> issue came in for you because me personally i 'm shocked the podcast had been out. With Bruce Pritchard for over a year it was like Sports Illustrated podcast of the year it's like this it's a big deal and I was kind of stunned we had talked to Jeff Jarrett on the phone we've talked to many people on this show that nobody in Jerry's circle had made him aware of this that came as a surprise to me live on the radio I was assuming he would know about it and would probably do what he's doing now which is insult yeah. Bruce Pritchard at every chance he gets
2: yeah yeah and and quite viciously and uh and and his, and really just squashing his little disciples, the disciples <laughs> of Brother Love, who, who try to go toe to so, toe. You know, he's because you don't get to be where he is in the wrestling business. I know he on on television. He's always been very methodical and, and not displayed a lot of personality. But he's actually got a very a very sharp tongue. And, and and you don't get that far and and accomplish what he was able to do. You know, getting swindled out of that money by Nick Gulas, starting from nothing, convincing. The young, you know, he's the young promoter, essentially starting an outlaw, you know, because they didn't quite have assurance from the NWA yet that they were going to side with uh, with Jarrett. Uh, so, but everybody took a leap of faith with him, which was, except for Tojo and Fargo, who he thought were some of his closest allies. But, uh, you know, he's and and he was so quick. And, and shooting these people down, a lot of people are going, this can't be his real Twitter. This can't be the real Jerry Jarrett because, you know, he's never displayed this much personality, but, but it's, you know, it's definitely there and he can hold his own with anyone, um, you know, and maybe I should have said something to him when I had him on my podcast. But again, I just, I just, I, and I thought he knew but was handling it with class and going, Oh, screw this guy. You know, he's just a glorified coffee boy. Um you know, and he knows what he did. and Jarrett's never w- really been one to brag about. He's doing that now, but some of that is part of you know this—I this, call it this—Mr. Jarrett character that he's doing on Twitter, <laughs> where where you know if if this guy's going to try to ruin my reputation and and tarnish it and make me sound like a country bumpkin who lucked my way into running one of the most successful territories in the history of wrestling and was the last man standing against Vince McMahon when Bill Watts. Uh, uh, Jim Crockett Jr., Dono, when all these legendary promoters, all of them tapped out, but you know Jarrett was still there.
1: Yeah, I th- uh, yeah. I th- but yeah, I don't know. I because I, I I agree with you, and I'm I'm glad he's responding the way he's doing it and, and taking it the way that he is. But I like, I mean, the facts being the facts, the modern day wrestling fans, until this podcast came around, most of them outside of the Memphis territory did not know who Jerry Jarrett was outside of they maybe have heard that Jeff Jarrett's dad was a promoter. Uh, at some point. So it's really so making you
2: say his... th- Wait a minute. So, so you think this brother love? So uh, they've done him a favor.
1: I'm, well, I'm saying no, you know, the, the good publicity versus bad publicity. There's no such thing. Uh as if they're putting your name out there and mentioning your name a lot, I, I, and starting a, and they're, they're starting what looks like an angle. If anybody knows that personal issues, draw money, the, the Jerry, Jarrett. I mean, he's starting this podcast. He wouldn't be starting the podcast. If it, if his name wasn't being dropped, he might be starting it, but would it have the, the immediate following up? Cause you can't dispute Scott. I mean, the, the Pritchard podcast is the most popular wrestling podcast.
2: I, uh, I, I, guess. It I, is. I well, Okay. Well, that's great. Um, I, <laughs> No, and, and and I'm not listening. I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. I've I've listened to the show and and yeah, there's I, uh, there's some of the episodes I've I've really enjoyed. Uh I've tried to watch it on WWE and and I I, I I don't know there's something about that format with those you know with with uh Conrad's like huge head, you know, just right. like t- 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 <laughs> and uh and I don't know. It's just that 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 part is not working for me. But uh no, man, but when, when he stick when when Pritchard doesn't have an agenda, right, which is to get himself over uh, and make himself, I think, more important than he actually was in the WWF creative process. No doubt in my mind that occasionally he whispered something to Vince and Vince went with it. And, and I admire the guy for coming up with this brother love character. Vince was going to catch somebody in the role and Pritchard just went for it. And I buy that whole story. I, I believe all of that. And I think he I think he was talented uh, in that role, too. And got it over and made it work. Um, right. But, and, and when he talks about Roddy Piper, you know, somebody who was very close to him, the emotions, you know, that when he sticks to that stuff, that's great. But when he just, you know, there's so much where he's just trying to get himself over. I, and, I just, and I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, 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 and I could tell you that this stuff about, about Jared, it just, it burns me up because all, it just boils down to personal jealousy. You know, because he had sort of been Vince, uh, Vince's right hand man, and he and Patterson both they, they acted. I think they acted like a couple of catty high school girls who had been displaced as the best friends. Uh, because here they bring in this outsider uh, to uh, clean up the books and take a look at creative and make suggestions. You know, who the hell is this guy coming in from the south? And he talks a little slower. Oh, and he oh, and he does a nice thing. You know, is it like in the south? If somebody's wife brings in uh, tuna sandwiches for everybody, you know it's it's the you know nobody blinks an eye. It's like oh that's nice, that's very sweet. But up there it's a joke, you yeah. know. And I and for him to to make not only mention it once but to just go on and on about it and and it was not an angle to begin with. He had not clued in Jerry Jarrett about it. And as a matter of fact, has I think what tipped Jarrett off has as late as the Hall of Fame ceremony, Jarrett. Jerry Jarrett was there to see Jeff get inducted. Uh, thank God he didn't participate in that <laughs> that karaoke version of Be My Baby Tonight. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Uh, and afterward, Jarrett tweeted, it was so good to see a lot of my friends and catch up with a lot of my WWF friends who I hadn't seen in a while. He mentioned Vince, and he also mentioned Bruce. So Bruce was, was still... Kissing his ass and still nice to him to his face as late as the ceremony, and I think after that somebody said Jerry Bruce Richard is is not your friend, uh, and has been you know brainwashing these ignorant masses who know nothing about Memphis wrestling history into thinking that Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee were the ones responsible for the creative in Memphis. Right. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just pathetic. All right, we got like two and, we got like
1: two minutes left, Scott, but I we. I just want to make sure you've got to realize we're on Team Jarrett, but as like broadcast journalists that we are, like we had Jerry Jarrett on the phone, uh, for an interview. We had to ask him, uh, those questions. And the part of our interviews that were ripped off, uh, from the show, they were taking the audio and put onto Conrad's podcast. Uh, you know, they took what they wanted to take from that, but I mean, I, I do think we were we were were fair like, in asking. It course, fit, no, it, but, felt,
2: it felt like it felt like to me that you that you ambushed him, and 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 I know you guys, and I've always liked mm-hmm. you guys, and whenever you've asked me to be on the show, I've done it. Um, I, I was just surprised and a little disappointed because it felt like it was a joke that he that Jarrett wasn't in on, uh, and you know, yeah, I'm, I, that's just, that's my opinion on it. Um, I didn't listen to the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, because, I, I, quite frankly, I was excited, you know. I, I was I was hoping for a good interview, and I, when I heard all that, I I, I was I was I was just surprised guys. Yeah, you I really mean, let you, Kevin, you yeah. really let me down.
1: Well, I, I'm sorry. I mean, we're both we're both <laughs> from Germantown, right? So we can we we got to get along. But of course, people in Germantown don't get along. In Germantown, I, I you're a Germantown quote unquote Germantown High School guy, and hey, I, hey, you know, hey, I'll hey, be quote
2: unquote,
1: <laughs> and, and I'm I, I'm Houston High, so I guess we are supposed to hate each other, but uh-huh. it anyway we we didn't we had to ask him it's 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 unfortunate I just wish his circle had informed him about it sooner, and then he would have been ready to to respond i oh, so think that, oh, so, I think so, that so, so, wait, there is their fault It it's
2: their fault, so it's their fault.
1: There, i mean you're, somewhat you're, yeah i mean if if one of my uh, friends is constantly being mentioned on what has become a somebody had to had to know and should have told him about it and I know his son did, but I mean I know they're on and off again all the time so i i I'm just disappointed that because I know I heard. We assumed listening to your podcast because I listened to your interview with Jerry Jarrett because I wanted to find out information about his new podcast so I could post about it at MemphisFlyer.com. dot com. And uh, he uh, and then I heard you, you know, call what I think was us idiots, radio idiots yeah. on the air, yeah, uh, yeah. on your yeah, podcast.
2: Because, yeah, I did. Because so because it was on us that, on that particular. Yes, without a doubt. But <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 always surprised you even figured that out. Um, no, I, I on that on that particular day with that line of questioning, yeah, you guys sounded like a couple. You sounded like a couple of idiots, um, and you sounded like a couple of guys who don't know anything about the history of Memphis wrestling, or you do know his history and it doesn't impress you.
1: Oh well, I think that's I. I think it's unfortunate on how y'all y'all took that uh, because uh, I, 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 I I do because I mean I we so, do uh, so, so
2: it's our wait, it's our fault for for how we took it, Kevin. That doesn't make any sense. What that's a, that's a very backhanded, but I had uh, to ask him
1: the, the topic of we talked Memphis wrestling. but I had to ask him the topic of the day, and that is what is his involvement with Bruce Pritchard. I mean, you have to ask him about that. I think well, like, that's what you do. You have to ask yeah, but, your guest but he, about.
2: But he, but he sounded he, he, he was confused about the line of questioning, Uh, you know, like, what? Why are they asking me about this? And and then I thought I heard a uh, little one star over there uh, giggling. And I'm like, wow, guys, uh, I thought I thought you had more respect for Memphis wrestling than that. But
1: all right. Well, <clears throat> we've we've invited Jerry back on. And I don't want I don't think it was I think it's not fair to call it an, an ambush, though, because I just I just think if he's he was doing an interview at that time was 2017. But like he should like he he should know he knows now he's he's going to do an interview. And when somebody brings up Bruce Pritchard, he knows what's going on. So he's finally been informed about it. But I don't know. That wasn't that wasn't necessarily my job, I assumed, which I, you know, that he would know if he was doing an interview uh, this day and age that that would come up. Because you gotta, you got to You got if Jerry is doing an interview now, he's got to talk about the classic Memphis wrestling, but there's also this connection now that he is stuck being connected in this feud with Bruce Pritchard, and he's embracing it on Twitter, but like, well, he's yeah, in not, it. Like, it's the truth, not, though.
2: Yeah, not, not, yeah he's, in it, he's in it now. All
1: right, so I want to have you back on to talk about Flex Cavana at another time, but we are out of time now where we past time, and i got to let you go. But I appreciate you talking it out with us. I All right. I, and, I, if, and,
2: and if anyone out there wants to hear a real interview with Jerry <laughs> where we actually talk about his career, go to KFRPod.com and listen to uh, episode one and actually li- uh, last week's episode, Stardust Memories, where he talks about Dusty Rhodes' appearances in Memphis against Jerry Lawler and some of the heat he had with the Dream and Jim Crockett Jr. All
1: right. That's KFRPod.com. Scott Bowden. You can follow him on Twitter at travscottbowden. Uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, continuing our feud, I guess. We'll see. We'll see, if Jerry, oh. we'll see if Jerry shows back up to talk to these idiots on the radio. <laughs> All
2: right. Hey, go with that thing, though, man. Go, go with that whole idiot gimmick. That's, uh, that's going to carry you
1: far. The two idiots. All right. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> happy Fourth of July to you. That is Scott Bow. We will be on next week, Fourth of July weekend. Until then, have a happy Fourth of July weekend. I'm Kevin Cerrito saying so long from high attack, Mount Moriah.